Okay, very seldom would Ed get angry, very seldom. And he did not allow me. I was the angry one, you know. Uh, when we'd get in hot discussions, he would always say, okay, Eula, that's enough, and I knew to stop. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, he, he just wasn't that type of guy. But anyway, he got the gun, and he started for the door. And I said, okay, Daddy, what's, what's the matter? He wouldn't say nothing. So I just stood in front of the door. I said, okay, you're not going out of here with this gun. And he kept telling me, move, move. I said, no, I'm not going to move. I'm not moving because you're not going out of here with this gun. Um, so you're not going to tell me what the problem is. No, no. And he kept telling me, I would not move. I simply would not move. I said, you, you're going to have to, um, you, you're going to have to go get past me. So that means you're going to have to physically move me out the way. It never Never cussed me. He never used profanity, and he's he's a cusser, sailor's arm. But he never he never cussed me. He never in any way physically or orally abused me. If Ed became very angry with me, and, and I'm the kind that will make you angry, he would just walk away, or he would say, "Okay, Eula, that's enough." And the way he would say, "Eula, that's enough," I knew to shut my mouth and get on, go sit down somewhere, you know. But he would never. He would never, never do that to me. So I knew he would not hurt me. I knew that. Uh, so he just stood there a while and he looked at me. And then he went on. I said, well, I'm not moving. I'm not moving. So he went on and put the gun up. Now when he put the gun up, then I moved. Because I figured, well, whatever the conflict was, they would just have to settle it with a fist fight or something like that with no weapon. But I don't know what that was all about, and I never did really learn what it was all about. What did Ed do? Worked in a steel mill, Rolling Mill Steel Corporation. Rolling Mill Steel Corporation. What was his job? He was called, uh, that machinist, a machinist. Mm -hmm. Machinist, he was a machinist. And before that he worked in, a, when we married he worked in the cleaners. Mm -hmm. So you held a different kind of job? Oh, yeah, definitely. We were like from two ends of the pole. I mean, people, oh, our marriage was the joke. Our marriage was the joke of the century. They had a little pot that they bet, and they gave it in the pot, you know, it put you how long our marriage was going to last. Six months at the least, and a year at the most. We were married for 37 years. Neither one of us believed in divorce, and we believed that we work it out. And then after I had Annetta, that's my daughter's name, Annetta, after I had Annetta, Annetta came home from school one day and she was still in elementary school. No, no, she was like a freshman in high school. And Annetta came home one day and she said, she just said it, I don't know, I don't even recall what the conversation was about, but she said, I am so glad that I have a mother and father and we all live together. And later on what had happened was that among her friends, and they were talking, not many of them had mothers and fathers living together. They were either separated or divorced. But here she was, a child that lived in the house with a mother and a father. And like I said, my, all my daughter has ever known was just love, love, love. And if there was conflict and communication, with, it was always resolved. And you still ended up loving yeah. each other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, the last thing I want to ask okay. you is um, that when public accommodations came in St. Louis, 
and people could go wherever they wanted to go, where you could go to the movies and you could oh, okay, okay. go to restaurants. Mm -hmm. We didn't talk about what that was like, really. Mm -hmm. You know, as a child, that you couldn't go places. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so, yeah, right, when that law came. Yeah, we knew where we could go and where we could not go. So we had our own movies, and we had our own, um, you know, places where we could go. We had our own life, life that we could go. And then if you, if you weren't too satisfied with St. Louis, you could always go across the river to East St. Louis. So that was really no problem. They would always have, Sumner used to have, a, um, a, what do we call it? They would have a big show, a big show. It was a fundraiser type of thing. And we always we had it at the Keel, and they always brought in top entertainers. That was the Y. Yeah, the Y Circus. Yes, yes, yes. And they always brought in top entertainers. So we saw people like Ella Fitzgerald, Count Basie, all of your top stores would come into the Y Circus. And if, if they were in town for the Y Circus, then they would go to Club Riviera, which was our nightclub. So you could see them there. So we, you know, we really didn't like anything. The only thing that was really disgusting for us was we just couldn't eat any place. We couldn't eat, you know, and of course Wasn't it, the whole thing disgusting to you? Yeah, really, really, <laughs> really. But I mean, yeah. that, that really made a difference was that you could go downtown and you couldn't eat anywhere. You could go into the stores to buy and you couldn't try on one. You know, they, you couldn't try on, your clo on the clothes. You just had to buy it off the rack and hope that it would fit when you got home. Um, and of course, discrimination with jobs, all of that was, was, was bad. So when they said that you could, you could eat, you could go any place, you could, so forth and so on, well, we went, you know, we went. And Right away, or was it slow? We did, we did, we did. But see, but see we were always bold. No, we, we were just bold. Bold, B-O-L-D. If they said we can come in here, we coming in here. We're gonna eat. But now we were always clean, we were always neat. We knew how to order. You know, we didn't go in loud and silly like that. We didn't go back to work class. We we went in with a lot of class. I'll tell you one, one unpleasant experience I had, though. Um, when they said you could go to the, any of the shows in the movies, I went to, it was called the L-O-W-E at that time. It was on Grand, and it was like across the street and down the street from the Fox at that time, when the Fox used to be. I think it was called the Lodge, yeah. I went there once to see a movie, and. Uh, when I was coming out, you know, the show was over, and I was coming out. There was this white guy, and he blew smoke all in my face. He did. He took a puff off his cigarette away and blew all that smoke in my face. And I just kept right on as though he hadn't done a thing, because I know he wanted me to say something. That was, but that was the only experience I had. I know you're all full of church and everything. But yeah. don't you, I mean, I hate somebody that treated me that way. Well, I wasn't happy about it. I hate, I, mean, I didn't I hate him, I hate what he did. I hated what he did. I, it, it's just like now, I don't, I hate what people do, but I don't basically hate them. But I did 
hate what he did. Yeah. But not, I just figured he, don't, stupid. Were you ever involved in any, in any way in the civil rights? More supported. or less behind, yeah, behind supported. the scenes, supported, supported financially or, or any more or less. Now my sister was the marcher. She she marched with King. She did the march on Washington when they were closing down Homer G. and they marched. Now she was the one that was in all of the civil rights movements. Yeah, she was at King's funeral. She was one of the flower girls. Ladies, all that. She was strictly a, oh, she was strictly civil rights. And and she paid for that. She worked at the Mark Building, which is now the, the center on, on Goodfellow. And she was, before uh, Martin Luther King, before that day became a national holiday, she would sell those buttons. She'd do the, she would do the marching. She would do all of that. So they never promoted her, you know. She never, she, she, they penalized her. They couldn't fire her. So they penalized her by never, never upgrading her. Do you think that people here change much, black, white? What do you see? What's happening? Um, that's a good question. That's a good question. Um, I think at one point there was, a change for the better. But somewhere in the 80s, and certainly here in the, in the 80s, I think, in the 80s, we lost ground and it went back to where we were. I think it's worse now. It's just not as, yeah, it's worse. It's not as overt, but it's there. What do you, what consciously happens, what happens to you during the day that makes you consciously aware of, of the color of your skin? What, what, what happens? Not on a, maybe not, not every day, but what, what makes it worse? What makes it worse? Nothing really, because I'm... What makes what, it worse then? What makes it worse and... Oh. What are you thinking of when oh, you say oh, that? Oh, 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 oh. The job situation, I look at the job situation, I look at um, um, Where do your opinions get formed from when I say that? Is there a radio station you listen to? Is there a, a no, basic, ba no, basically Okay, basically, I I try to keep abreast of of statistical information that comes out. Well, I don't read when I do read. I'm, I don't. I'm not an avid reader, but I I do I do read enough, and then I do watch. Programs like um, uh, Tom Brokaw, the, the the people on TV, the news people on TV, who who will do in-depth um, study of situations, 
and give the facts based on statistics more so than than opinions. Um, I'll read the issues like okay, elections coming up and they're different. So what are the issues? Uh, because I don't vote on personalities. I vote on how did they deal with the issues. Um, I deal. I I read. I read. Uh, uh, you know, sometimes they will they will run in the paper excerpts from from uh, somebody's book or report dealing with, what's that thing that Washington puts out? They put out an economic status report. I, I, yeah, I, well, I get my information from, from the media, from the news media, from books. Did you, did from you think Lewis is, is, that's why I was just trying to Yeah, they bagged like, like they, they, They've lost ground. But I think you, but then you have to remember that St. Louis has had an influx of, of people from the mountains, the hills, uh, the boot hills of Missouri where they've moved up into the St. Louis area. You also have a resurgence of the white supremacist group, Ku Klux Klan, um, skinheads. I had some kids that came to school that were skinheads. Um, I would only, they that didn't. Early. When did you quit teaching? In 80, in that, uh, 80, I've been retired now for about four years. Okay. And you had skinheads? Yeah, yeah, they came. Uh, I would always say, that, but like I said, they didn't cause me any problem within the school setting. But I, I respected them in their opinion to be a skinhead. How did you know that they were? They shaved their heads. Oh, they shaved their heads, yeah. I thought by their opinion. No, they shaved their heads. Skinheads are against? Uh, Niggas and Jews. Niggas and Jews, you and me? Yeah, yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 they, uh, yeah, they, I told them, fine. I have white supremacists, you know. I had all that, that stuff out of South St. Louis. I had all of that in our school. I had a mixture. I had Chinese, Japanese. I had them all. I had them all. They would send them there. They would send them there. Uh, they, my reputation was uh, she's, she's a good principal. She's, my rating is, is very high. Did you ever have anybody come back to you? Like Come back what? after they graduated. Oh, all the time, all the time, all the time. I see them on the streets now, cause I was. I, they thought I was mean. I wasn't mean. I was just a disciplinarian. And now they tell me that they're glad that I was the way I was. You know. So sure. yeah. Is there anything you want to ask me? Ah, oh, you're fun. I enjoyed doing this with you. I enjoyed it too. Uh -huh. I appreciate it. Yeah. I, I appreciate the, the manner and the way you were. And I and I appreciated the fact that when you saw me out there you gave me a big hood. <laughs> <laughs> I had to tell my parents one time they came over to the school, they would come over to the school 
And the kids, oh, the kids, they all had to hug me and kiss me at the end of the school day. I don't care if I had gotten them, whatever. I don't care how mad they were with me. They could not leave that school because I'd stand there at the bus and watch them go home. They had to, everybody, I don't care who they were, everybody had to give me a big hug and a big kiss. And then they had to tell me they loved me even though they didn't want to say it. And I would say, well, I love you, so you got to say you love me. And these big kids, little kids, black kids, white kids. So first time parents would come over and see all this hugging and going on. And, uh, and I would tell them, I'd tell them, I said, see, this black didn't rub off, did it? <laughs> that would get them. That would really get them. Now it's fine. They even got to the point parents would hug me. The white parents would hug me. But at first they wouldn't, they wouldn't even touch me. <laughs> and when they get through, I, depending on the parent, now it would have to be certain parents, but when they would get through and parents that I knew I could say that too without offending them, I said, see, that black didn't roll off, did it, did it, did it, did it. Mm -hmm. They yeah. would laugh. They yeah. would laugh. Yeah, with relief too, yeah. that they could laugh. Yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah, they it's would laugh. But it's fine. I it's do fine. have one last Sure, one. sure. Which I usually ask way early in the interview, mm -hmm. and we just had so many things to mm -hmm. talk about. Um, when did you first know that there were people whose skin was a different color than yours? Well, from the South, I knew it at the beginning. Remember, I was born in the mm -hmm. Cotton Valley, Louisiana. Race so, up there. so you still lived in a, the little town? We lived in country. In the country. And then you'd go to town to get your to and get so your supplies and stuff. So mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Oh, you're quite welcome. It was fun. It was fun.